0: At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them.
1: To the King of Kings Jesus, you you mean everything You make everything all right
2: You give me peace in the middle of the night And
1: I know one of these days I'm gonna see you face to face
2: And I know I will say Hallelujah to the King of all kings. Hallelujah to the King of kings. Jesus, you mean everything. You make everything alright. you hey.
3: i
4: I talk, I listen, you talk. God, I'm thankful for those desperate times that I just cried out for you, that I thought I had no hope, God. And you took me, changed me. Although I'm not perfect, God, you poured into me, you called me by name, you set me on my feet. And I'm thankful. Oh God. I can't wait to give the message today. Absolutely know without a doubt that this is the one for today. God before we start all of that I lift up this peninsula to you I lift up everyone here because I know for a fact that every single person here has a something has a something that just needs a touch from you
1: God let them leave differently
4: than the way they came in and elders I need for you to come up the prayer warriors right now and come up and if you need something from God today and you want to pray with someone now's your chance that you don't have to tote that thing out of here just like you toted it in here let someone pray with you thank you God kids you can go to kids class oh God move in this place the rest of you you can have a seat or you can stand up and just intercede and pray for the people that are bold enough to come up here because I say it all the time it takes more to come up here and get prayer than it does for you to just sit back down it takes boldness it takes faith it takes like yes I need you Lord God we pray for our kids we pray for our grandkids we pray for our lost friends we pray for our country what a mess Move in this place. Move in this place, Lord. We lift up every pastor, every church on this peninsula, God. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name. You're more than enough, Lord. Got up and came. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If we ended church right now, it was enough. It was enough.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
4: We have time. If you still need prayer, we have prayer warriors up here. our friends no time to play
5: Some people probably thought I got fired this morning, but uh, she said I wasn't. So we're doing something a little bit different and inter- doing the uh, announcement at this time, doing the service. So welcome everyone here. Welcome to Crystal Beach Community Church where you find real people with real problems serving a real God. If this is the first time you've been here this, uh, today, is uh, we don't pass out an offering plate, but if God puts it on your heart to give... You can drop it in an envelope in the white box in the back, or behind the seat in front of you, the back of the seat, has a QR code. You could take your smartphone and uh, put it right on it, and it'll walk you through how to give that way. And I think there's still a third way now that they're working on another way to give. So anyway, when you're back there in the back, if you wouldn't mind, if you hadn't been here before, put your name, address down, email address, so we can keep up with you here at Crystal Beach Community Church. And very important, we have a prayer ministry. If you have a prayer need for yourself, a family member, neighbor, stranger, put that prayer need uh, on a paperback there. It'll go on a monthly email distribution where hundreds of people pray daily until they get healed. Any praise reports? Praise reports. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Janet. Any other prayers? Okay. Mother's feeling better? Good. Wonderful. We'll keep praying. Yes. Can't hear you Oh, you can't you the praise praise reports Yes ma'am Yes sir. Grandson. The, sorry, grand. My to my first, my son, yeah. He had some heart problems but he's doing much better now. <laughs> surgery in September okay we'll be praying all right thank you okay i'll go into announcements now uh it's not too late uh to join uh it's tonight at from six to seven Kay's leading a bible study the battlefield of the mind joyce meyer book so again that's tonight at 6 p.m to 7 p.m for one hour um if you haven't been, please join. Man's Bible Study meets Thursday mornings for one hour from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be in, uh, we're in the book of Matthew, and we'll be discussing chapter 25 next Thursday. So if you've never been, it's never too late to join that group. And uh, we have several new guys coming in. AA meets Monday, Thursday, and Saturday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then at 5 p.m. tonight will be Al-Anon and Narcotics Anonymous is now a new one uh, every Tuesday here at the church from 9:15 to 10:15 p.m. Uh one other announcement that we uh, I had someone ask me to do this and we probably need to put it on is is our food bank uh on Thursdays from 10 to 2 and uh if you're interested in volunteering or if you need food and didn't know that we have a food bank here, you can drive up and, and get food. So that's on Thursdays from 10 to 2. And uh, just to mention about the, the beach bottle water ministry uh, is on Saturdays from 10 to 2 also. So if you want to volunteer for that for two hours, you can do it 10 to 12 and then 12 to 2. And then we still have the the youth basketball ministry going on where the youth come out here and uh fellowship and enjoy and coach jason and myself uh and robbie uh have been working with these young men and women and uh having fun and learning skill of basketball so i think that covers everything
4: Nell, can you hear me? All right, all right, good. Like I say, uh, I'm glad to see you here today. You could be anywhere. It's a beautiful day at the beach, hot, and you could be at the beach, but you chose to be here, and I'm glad you're here. I don't know if you'll say that after this sermon, because this is real and this is raw. And are y'all ready for it? Because I am so ready to tell you about it today. I have one goal. It's only one. One goal, and it's so deep in my soul, and it must be said today. And there's a sense of urgency in my spirit to lay this out to you clearly so you'll know. There'll be no dancing, no jokes, no Molly stories, although we have some. It's on my heart to make this as clear as possible, and I know Holy Spirit will take over and make it easy for you to understand ready I was called by God himself to be the pastor here you may like it or you may not but I want to tell you I have one job that's to make sure you know the gospel of Jesus I don't need to be your friend to do that Okay? You just need to listen. I want to be absolutely sure that truth and urgency is told to you and the rest is up to you. And why would I be so strong to tell you this? James 3 1 tells it pretty clearly. Let me read it to you. Not many of you should become teachers. Not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Every time I come to this pulpit, whether you like it or not, I'm judged more strictly than you on judgment day. I don't need your, oh, that was a good sermon or that was a horrible sermon. I don't need any of that. Every time I preach, it comes from God. And I know I will be judged more harshly than you. If teachers fall, they can take many people with them. Do you realize that? If I fail or if I fall, many of you will follow me in a wrong direction. God will judge teachers on the word according to the kind of impact they have on others called when we're called to lead. There's no doubt I promise you, if I leave here, I just had a job offer this morning. I'll take it, by the way. I'm far from perfect. I constantly have to check my personal life to make sure I do not settle, and I guard my heart and examine my heart daily. So why am I checking and double-checking myself? Well, I have to, and I hope you are too. Because I know we can continue in this world or we can't continue in this world the way it's going now. I must tell you today to get ready. I'm asking you to stop your foolishness and game playing and get ready. To make absolutely sure it's my job that you are. I must know that you're saved. I must know that you understand what it takes to be saved. You must know that when if you're truly saved, there must be evidence that you're saved. Oh my God. I knew it was going to be quiet. I told God that on Tuesday. <laughs> to repent means to change. And some I see no change. As most of you know, I was raised Pentecostal and sat through more sermons than you would ever imagine. Some I sat in a chair. Sometimes I hid under the chair. I heard so many sermons that Jesus was coming back over and over and over. When God called me to be a pastor, I said, I don't want to preach like that. I don't want to preach like a Pentecostal preacher. Now, what am I doing today after all these years? Preaching like a Pentecostal preacher. Minus the white handkerchief and the swinging I am me and I can't be anyone else And as a child it was scary for me And most of the young people I went to church with Left the church as they got adults But let me tell you this And most of the people in my church were family But they left the church But I'm here to tell you they're all in church now They found different churches, but there reaches a time where you must say things like I'm going to say today. If you're a visitor, sorry, not sorry. I know for years people have been saying that the end is near, and after a while when that doesn't happen, they sort of think that it's not going to, so they just keep on going with their same lifestyle. To be a Christian, you must have a different lifestyle. You must examine your heart to make sure all the petty things to hurt people is, is examined and looked at and watched. Our hunger for God seems to be less. And the world is a mess. Things happen daily, and this week, we just move one step closer I go to more funerals that are senseless than I can even tell you. Let me tell you a little bit what's happening this week. Russia provides Turkey with all the energy that they need. So what does that mean? They own Turkey, really? They can cut them off at any time. But they don't because they own them. So it means on Wednesday of this week, a trilateral meeting of the leaders of Iran and Russia and Turkey seemed to do, suggest a new anti—they formed an anti-American alliance this week. I'm not a theologian, but, but there's a quote from a, a guy from Georgetown University. He says, Russia is isolated on the global stage in a way it's never been before. Putin is looking for recognition and acceptance wherever he can get it. For a man who was never on the news, he's on the news all the time. Look at me. Even China, I warned you about China during the Olympics. Even China, which stood by its anti-American partnership with Russia, they're like BFFs now. The The whole war of Ukraine is just... Russia's way of flexing its muscles, it has nothing to do with Ukraine. On the news, it says, even though the lion's share of the world, don't you love that word, the lion's share of the world countries are enforcing the sanctions against Russia. This week, we saw something quite interesting Putin, we know as a top Israeli uh, hater, held hands, Russia, Iran, and Turkey. Russia, Iran, and Turkey had a photo shoot this week holding hands of an anti-American and anti-Israel alliance that was formed. Get ready, folks. Because 2,600 years ago, Isaiah, Prophet Isaiah said it about as clear as he could say it, wrote about a future alliance that would come against Israel. We see the alliance is formed, and many scholars believe that this will happen around the time of the rapture. Read Ezekiel 38. They call them different kind of lands, God, all those different But if you will study it and research it, you will see those names mean Russia. Iran, Turkey, China, all in alliance. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am against you, O God, the prince of Rosh, Mishash, and Tubal, Persia, which is Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, all are joined on this team. They have one goal. Take out Israel. And when Israel goes, Jesus comes. Jesus comes. You can be pre-trib, pro-trib, no-trib at all. But I'm telling you, I've got something to say to you today. In Matthew, we're told that all generations that see Israel's rebirth as a nation in May 14, 1948, he says that all the end times events have come to pass. Throughout Christian history, there have been believers speculating that the prophesied end times were just about to start. People predicting end times dates usually focus things like war or wickedness or disasters or whatever. They talk about the bad things, the increased fierce storms and hurricanes and volcanoes. And we read about all that thinking, we've heard that for years. Nothing's new now. The Bible talks about viruses and severe famines and droughts. Escalating tensions between nations. Does that all sound familiar to you at all? What they rarely point out to Jesus' is, uh, Jesus's words in Matthew twenty-four, fourteen. he said the ultimate end times is predicting that preaching will be, the gospel of Jesus will be worldwide. Finally, it is. Great progress has been made. I'm not telling you to, for you to be fearful. I'm not telling you this to hide under pews like I did. I must tell you this so you'll know that if you're waiting to give your life to Jesus, then please, what are you waiting for? I must tell you this. I've been a mess this week. Couldn't wait to tell you this gum, quit playing church. Quit hurting people. Quit with your crap. We have no time for that. Let today be the day. What are you waiting for? Do you want to do some type of sin one more time? Is that what you're waiting for? You want to have one more of this or one more of that? God, be with you. Many of the doomsday signs which people seize are the things that generate fear. The sign Jesus gave to Matthew 24, 14, there's no fear. There's nothing but good news. And let me tell you, I have good news in spite of all of that world stuff. I have good news for you. That in the end, that God will accelerate. He will pour out Holy Spirit On the earth like never before. And he's doing that everywhere except the United States. He is somewhat here. But if you're not, I heard an uh uh-huh. You must not live in the United States because I'm telling you, what he's doing across the world is mighty. Holy Spirit is being poured out everywhere in a huge, mighty way. Why not here? We're looking at it. The church. Isaiah made it clear that both darkness and the glory of God will increase to unprecedented levels together in the generation that Jesus returns. I honestly believe that I am in the generation that Jesus will return. Right now, for some of you, Holy Spirit has activated inside of you even to listen to this sermon or you would have already left. God is doing mighty things, and it's about to sweep also into the United States, also into Israel. It's mighty. One of the greatest tragedies of life is people procrastinate. They wait, gambling on their lives for one more time of something. Even more tragic is when people gamble with their souls and their eternal destiny by putting off very important spiritual decisions why aren't you on your knees for your kids and your grandkids why aren't you jimmy i could use a water if you don't mind why aren't you praying for your family why aren't you examining yourself in every detail of what's going on in your life shut your mouth if it's in bring glory to god shut your mouth we don't have enough time for all of that we don't have enough time for hurting people to hurt people. Let's talk about Paul for a second. I love this story. There was an agent representing others in a court of law, and, and, and the person had, this person had Paul a prisoner. I'm in Acts 24. So after their initial hearing, he asked to have a private meeting with Paul. Perhaps he was intrigued by the Christians and who were really searching... Answers and Paul had the answer Paul had the answer And so this is how it all went down He ordered, thank you very much He ordered the centurion soldier He ordered this soldier To keep Paul under guard But, to, but guard him so uh, Just enough But it's okay if his friends came to visit and brought him food Acts 24:23. Paul is under guard. He's not in a dungeon. His food's supplied by Christian friends. That's jail, isn't it? Felix, a corrupt governor, isn't interested in justice, but all he wants to do is listen to what Paul has to say. He's watching him guarding him, but he wants Paul to talk. Tell me what you want to say, Paul. Tell me all about this man named Jesus. So he keeps Paul around, hoping Paul and his friends would, would come and visit him. Read it for yourself in Acts 24. Paul did what he said, and when he had a chance, he preached the gospel with Felix and his wife. Nothing would hold Paul back from telling people about God. Nothing will hold Paul back. He spoke about the faith in Christ. You can do all the deeds in the religion of the world, but you will never impress God one bit. A person has to come to a living abiding faith in Jesus. You can look like a Christian, you can act like one, you can wear crosses, you can put a bumper sticker on your car, but unless you have a relationship with him, you're just playing church. You're just playing all saved and all good and all is in vain. All is in vain. Hebrews 9:27 It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this it's judgment time. Every one of us will die. Every one. Then we have to face our maker. And my judgment will be so harsh. And anyone who's not received God's gift of salvation, provided through his son Jesus, will be judged by God And he says, "Go, I don't even know you. You've done all this on your own. You look good, you smell good, but no. No. Mm-mm. Paul shared all of this with whatever Felix' initial motives were. He didn't know. He made a profound, profound impression on Felix. He knew that and read it in Luke. Luke, the author of Acts, I mean. Tells us that Felix trembled with fear when Paul kept telling him this over and over and over. Not everyone responds so dramatically uh, to the gospel as this guy did. But I'm sorry to tell you that Felix didn't turn to the Lord because he didn't become a believer that day. No matter how much Paul poured into Felix, Felix did not become a believer that day. He should have done it when the Lord was working on his heart. Because the next day he wasn't working on his heart. And then he goes about his regular business. If God is working on your heart today, today's the day. He should have responded when Holy Spirit had brought him to the place of conviction and fear and shame before a holy God. I can imagine, I can imagine Paul just standing there waiting for his response to him and say, Come on, come on, Felix, just come on. I poured into you, Felix, come on. Come to Christ now before it's everlasting too late. Felix, what are you waiting for? But Felix didn't trust the Lord that day. And I can't find in the word that he ever did. He said to Paul, go away for now. I will call you for more of a convenient time later. But you know what? Satan will always give you an excuse to put off the most important spiritual decision that you'll ever make in your entire life. Every one of you today will leave here knowing the gospel of Jesus. But the decision has to be yours. Oh, but pastor, I've been saved a long time. Act like it. Act like it. Just act like it. Oh, pastor, I got saved because I was born that way in the church I went to when you're born... No Don't count Doesn't count that way Just because your parents were Christians Don't mean you are Felix didn't trust in the Lord that day He said I'll call you When I'm ready Today in the pit of Hades Awaiting his judgment day Before a holy judge Felix is wishing he would have responded And said okay Paul wait Paul don't leave. Now's the time, but he didn't. The writer of Hebrews asked the question, how shall we escape if we neglect so great of salvation? Hebrews 2 and 3. How, how, how can we escape if we neglect it? And don't you dare feel so sad where you're sitting here thinking, well, everybody thinks I'm saved, so I'm just going with it. Since I go to church, and I've been coming here for 10 years or so, everybody thinks I am, so I'm just going to go with it. Everybody thinks I've been baptized too, and I'm just going to let them. I'm telling you, it don't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I was saved as a child. I played church a long time, ran from church, came back into church. I know this game. The great dangers of souls of mankind's or procrastination. Worried about what people think. And neglect of the truths God reveals to you in His Word. Our great task is to challenge people with a question, the same questions that Paul asked Felix. The question like, what are you waiting for? Or are you really saved? Do you know the date and the time? Do you know the moment? It happened. Oh, I don't remember the moment. I have a bad memory. No. Let me tell you. You know the moment. If you're truly saved, you will know exactly the moment. Because transformation happens. How could you not know the moment when Jesus filled you up and changed your life? You should know the moment. Maybe you've forgotten the date, but you should know the very moment how it went down. Some of you have said, I'll start living for God someday. You've been saved, but you've not given everything over to the Lord in your life. You're holding back in some area that you know God wants you to surrender or you just hadn't got around to it, and it's too scary to give up all that stuff. I'm telling you, God will do it so miraculously you won't even miss it. When you're truly transformed and changed, you won't even miss it. We don't get to heaven by the dadgum buddy plan either. Just because your wife is all holy, you're not going to come and hang on to her and get there. Everyone individually will stand before God. Every single one. Or what about that day? What about that day when you come to church that next Sunday after resurrection day And no one's here but you. Felix, it's too late. You've been saved, but you're not giving everything over to the Lord in your life. You're holding back in some area. You've been happy as simply as a believer. I believe, so I'm good. Oh, no, it's so much more than just believing. Are you a believer? Yeah, I'm a believer. You believe in God? Yeah. There's more even than that. When Jesus calls you to a strong demand of discipleship, disciples of Jesus were those who dedicated themselves and their lives to God daily. Jesus is the Lord and Master and the King of their life. That's what God wants from us every day. It will change how you talk. It will change how you act. It will change your prayer life. It will change everything, thank God. You don't just slide into heaven. I've said this before. I just hope I just make it. Oh, no. Oh, no. You better know that you're going to march in there with those rest of those sold-out Christians, and you're supposed to be there. You're so bold to say, Oh, I want to see your face. Where's my mansion? That's what God wants for every single one of us. So what are you waiting for? Remember... Joshua, how decisive he was. When he came to the River Jordan, he boldly declared, Hey, everyone, he says, you you all have a decision to make. You either got to serve the Lord or the gods of the world. You do what you want to, Joshua says. But as far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Why are you Christians in church but not at home? Why is it just one hour a week? When you're sold out, you're sold out to Him. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Don't mess with Joshua. Joshua. God is calling each of us to a commitment and faithfulness of holiness. Peter replied, repent. Man, being raised, Pentecost, we had to memorize this. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you about that scripture. Holy Spirit, you'll receive that. Some of you think, oh God, I'm going to speak in tongues and that's weird and that's crazy. All this scripture or everything this scripture is, is when you're saved, you'll receive the Spirit which is Jesus Himself inside of you. It's not Holy Ghost, it's not this. Let me tell you what Holy Spirit is. When you're saved, Holy Spirit will come down and move in and abide in you. Your life is forever changed if you just repent. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. If some of you, let's talk about being baptized, because that just freaked you out, so I might as well go there too. The Bible's very clear about the subject of baptism. First of all, baptism has nothing to do with getting you into heaven. Sprinkling a baby doesn't make that baby a Christian when it gets older. Sprinkling a baby just makes a baby cranky because you put water on its head. You can be baptized 20 times in any way you want, but if you've never been saved, it's no point in it at all. You'll just go down in the water, a dry center, and come back up, a wet center. Baptism does not, cannot, never could and never will save anyone at all. The Bible teaches that we're saved by God's grace. Through faith in Jesus Christ. Nothing minus nothing is nothing. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Incept a man be born again. You must be born again. What does that even mean? All that religious talk you're saying. Unless you're born again. Unless you receive Jesus as your Savior, you cannot, the Scripture says, cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not going to happen, Captain. not going to happen. So it's by being born again, as Jesus calls it, which the Bible also says being saved, same thing, that you enter into a right relationship with God and made fit for heaven, not by some ordinance called baptism, Let me tell you about baptism. It's commanded by Jesus. And all the apostles did it. But it's administered after a true salvation. You have to be truly saved. Truly transformed. Truly sold out for God and say, I want to be baptized. That's why infant baptism is unscriptural. A baby can't believe and be saved. Every case of baptism, without exception in the Bible, was an adult or a child old enough to know what they were doing. What baptism is. So if you've been baptized as a child in some religion you were in, get, get baptized. Get, get baptized. Be baptized. Read your word. Baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's what baptism is. That's why the only biblical form of baptism is immersion, which means complete immersion in the water like Jesus did. You go down with every rotten, filthy thing that you've done and you come out all new. I know many of you attend baptisms, but you have no idea what happens in that ocean. You don't have any idea what me and the person's talking about because you're far away. But I have never baptized anyone that they came out and said, well, that was good. Or, man, I'll never get this tangle out of my hair. Not one time. You are truly changed and transformed and everything you've done wrong is gone. Why wouldn't you want that? Today, two things is going to happen. I'll tell you about the first thing later, but the second thing, I'm just going to be hanging out on Crystal Beach Road at the end of the road today at 1 o'clock. If you want to be baptized, never has been, rebapt, whatever, that's where I'm going to be. one o'clock into Crystal Road to the beach. Bypass all the cars, kick out of the beer cans, and make your way to the beach. That's where I'll be. Last the Bible says that baptism is a public confession that you belong to Christ. Oh my gosh. I've been baptized like three times. Matthew 10 32 33 Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father in heaven. That sounds sweet. That sounds good. But he says, but. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him I will also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Oh, don't you hate those buts? You know what sin does to relationship with God? God. You know how sin not dealt with stunts your whole spiritual growth? You know in Ephesians 4, 30, says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit. Grieve not by your sin, by your play in church, by yourself. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians says, Quench not, same thing. Whenever we sin, we both grieve and quench the Holy Spirit that lives in us. What are you waiting for? Don't sit here and say, because everybody thinks if I show up on the end of Crystal Beach Road, it would shock everybody that I wasn't baptized. Really? None of that matters when you get to heaven. Go ahead and cross the T and dot the I. What are you waiting for? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. I don't know. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, John 14, 15. If you really love the Lord the way you sing in church, how can you willingly disobey the Lord? How can you nurture and excuse and hold on to stuff in your life? Vengeance and jealousy and and unforgiveness and all of that If you really love the Lord, what are you holding on to? Salvation cannot be earned in any way. No way. It was earned on that cross. It was earned the day of that resurrection. Your debt had been paid on those days. It's already paid. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be everything to everybody. For by grace you're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift from God, not of works. Then you can't brag about it. That's what Scripture says. It says, lest any man shall boast. I have a billion things floating in my head this week. I've been by myself sitting in a little tiny office and just thinking, if I'm going to be judged so hard, they're going to know it on Sunday. And don't you get up to heaven and say, well, she didn't tell me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You shouldn't have to leave here going, well, just she danced some, and we played fun music, and we goofed off, and she just didn't tell me how to do it. I'm telling you how to do it. And I've been telling you to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, but today we're going to do it a little different. Because I got to know. I'm all up in your business. I'm all up in your business. It's my job. It's my job. The one thing I have to tell you is you cannot spend eternity in heaven without salvation. You're not born saved. You're not going to work yourself to, to do that either. Or if you think you're just a nice person or you give a lot, I'd rather you not give a dadgum penny. Not one penny. I just got to know that you're saved. I just got to know it. So today I ask and have asked many times, For you to walk on the beach or think about getting saved. But today, you can say the prayer from your seat. You can come up to the front. I'm not going to ask you to hold your hand and every eye shut and all that stuff. I've done that and I was a peeker the whole time. What? I thought they were saved, whatever. I'm assuming all of you are not. You must confess with your mouth. What does that even mean? It means, God, I've been playing church way too long. God, I want a 24-7 relationship with you. God, I don't want to be one way this time and one way the other time, and whomever I'm with is who I am. God, I'm sorry that I've played all this time like I was saved all these years, and I know that I'm not. I confess that with my mouth. I have this problem, that problem, this problem. My family's falling apart, and I feel like sometimes it's my fault. But God, I'm here to be me before you, to say I confess with my mouth. And God, I believe in my heart, not that you're just some superhero. I believe in my heart that you came to seek and save those that are lost, Luke 19.10. I believe that you died on that cross for me. I believe on the third day you were resurrected and you walked around. And I believe you allowed your Holy Spirit to fall to guide us, to counsel us. I believe in you. I believe in you. And Father, another thing. People are going to know it because I'm going to tell it. They're going to know it because they can see a difference in me. I'm going to back away when it gets a little weird. I'm going to choose my friends and hold them close and not just be everyone's friend. I'm going to guard my heart. Holy Spirit, I'm going to be listening every second when you go, No, Uh uh-uh. Yeah? Okay, move. So if I'm talking to you today, I'm going to give you a little time, or you can come up front. It doesn't matter if you're bold enough to come up front. I'm up front, if you're not, you can just stay seated for a while. But I gotta know, I'm not God, I just gotta know that I did my job, Father God. Move in this place, convict people that just thinking that they are and they're not. God, move. Let them just confess with their mouth or they'll bold enough to come to the front and say, I need Jesus. I've been playing church too long. I need Jesus. If you're that person, come on. If you're not, stay seated or pray from your seat. I don't care. I just want you to know. Oh, God, move. Move. Confess with your mouth. Just whisper the words. I am a sad sinner I can't even believe I'm saying that When I've been in church all my life He's calling you (laughs) I'm a sinner Confess with your mouth (laughs) Stand for your kids Stand for your grands or your people close to you. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. You must know when that date was. You must know. God... That's all I got You do the rest You can convict here Or later I'm going to be at the beach at one o'clock Lord I I know you'll be with me If one comes great If twenty comes great If none comes Then I'll know Then I'll know Thank you, God. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if that's in you, when you walk out of that door, it's going to be with you when you get in the car. And if you believe that, it's going to be with you when you unlock your door to get home. If you believe that, it's going to be every step of the way, everything you do, every moment you're awake, it's with you. We don't clock out. We don't clock out just because we're here. And clock in. It is a way of life. In Jesus, Jesus, mighty name, I thank you, John. Oh, God. We built these brand new fancy uh, altars and we have three. I'm not ready to close, so just chill. Just confess with your mouth. God, I thought I was saved. Maybe it was a religion I was raised in. Whatever somebody told me, it was one way, and I don't see it that way, and I'm here. God, I got saved when I was a kid. I don't even remember. I don't even know how that went down. I'm here. Thank you. Hush am God, I was truly saved and I'm acting a dead-gum fool. God, forgive me. I confess that. God, forgive me. I have motives behind what I do. God, forgive me. We have time. Or maybe we don't. come up, kneel down and confess with your mouth whisper in your mouth and believe in your heart that you are saved what are you waiting for I feel like Paul when Felix said I'll do that later Paul, I appreciate it I'll do that later I'll do that later you declare Romans 10 9 my Bible's open with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved as scripture says Anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. Because there's no difference between a Jew and Gentile, it says. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on Him. Verse 18, 10-18, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Will be saved. So I'm assuming you are. We have time. I'm assuming you are. I'm assuming you are. Dad gum, Lord. Come on, God. You said you'd move, and I know you are. I did my part, but God, your part is all more than enough. Come on. Don't let it be a fear thing. Fear doesn't do it. Let it be a joyful thing. That you know that you know. Or how about let it be a rededication thing. You were... You're not become again. If you're watching the clock, we're a little bit over, but sorry, not sorry. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you will be saved. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. That's simple. We're waiting for you. I would have long closed if Spirit's not saying, wait. I, I'm just as hungry as you are. It's fine. We're waiting. You must know. You must know. Just tell God you're sorry. I promise you, I won't look at you and go, Dad, gum, I thought they were saved years ago. I'll be like, Oh, thank you, Lord. We need to examine ourselves daily, and for me, almost seconds to seconds. Pray for your kids. Your family, nieces, nephews. Thank you, God. If every person tells just one person, we could change the world. I'm holding on... Because we're going to close with a song, but there's just one more. And so I'm not quite ready because we're waiting on the one more. Jesus has left and gone after the one sheep. It's worth waiting for the one more. Thank you, God. okay, because you don't have to get saved here. You can get saved anywhere. But I'll meet you at the beach at 1 o'clock today, if you want to be baptized and not get all weird about it. How are y'all up there? I feel like getting all weird about it, do y'all? Let's do it. i got to go home barefooted. Go ahead.
6: I won't go watch TV. Amen. Hey, hey, preacher man, do you mind if I borrow that mic? Uh, you been talking about it, everybody got a store well. Here is my I was so lost I was so lost But now He saved me from every time I look back over my shoulder. I can see the life IP saved me from. Thank God. Hey, church, now you see this little out of mine. Well, my question is a simple one. Who's that? Couldn't get it live. See the life he saved me